Billboard, baby, do a leap and make them dance when it come on. Everybody looking for a dance floor to run on. If you wanna run away with me, I know a galaxy and I can take you for a ride. I had a premonition that we fell into a rhythm where the music don't stop for Yo, what's going on, everybody, and welcome back into the Coast to Coast podcast. Once again, I'm with Zach Taylor. No, Justin Patrick. How are we, we doing today, buddy? I don't even think we need to say that anymore. What yeah. is it? Is this a four? In a row. Four in a row? It might be Connect five. four? Shoot. I'm honestly awful at Connect four. Really? I don't know why. I was playing, um, I was playing against Abby the other day, like obviously on the phone. But um, yeah, you don't, you don't I play I four want, with me. Or, huh? You don't play coming four with me on the phone. I mean, we can. You want to start one right now? Mm, maybe after. Maybe okay. After. But I, we were playing, and I like put it where I would win, even if she like put it in like three different spots. But I would still have like three different ones to put it. She was like, "I'm not finishing this game." I was like, "Fine, okay, whatever." That's Bet. a dub. All right. I mean, that's still a dub. I just that's don't a get dub. a crown for it. You know? Yeah, that's a dub. Forget the crown. Yeah, forget the crown. Uh, right now, I'm watching the Thunder game. The Thunder are playing the Chicago Bulls. And so I'm watching that on my computer while we're podcasting, I guess. In the background. It'll be fine. Um, what did I do today? Let me think. Yeah, what did you do today? Besides uh, working. Mon- it's a Monday. Day. I have a terrible... He's not even my boss. He just kind of is in the office. I just hate him. So that, there's that. Um. Oh, one cool thing. Uh, Sunday, I signed up for a Harvard University online course. Oh, or what? It's, okay. it's technically like a little program. It's like two courses. Okay, smarty pants. Yeah, I get like a uh, I get like a certificate for it. But I'm honestly using it to see if I can get accepted in their like master's program. It'd be just pretty to, cool. Just to try and get because they have like a machine learning program. Um, and I don't have any like coding experience or well, I have like one class so it's not like a lot so I'm trying to get this like a uh, certificate and it's like the two courses I have are like uh, computer science and then the second one is like introduction to artificial intelligence with Python so pretty cool I mean I only done I did week zero in one of the classes already week zero yeah it was just kind of I think it was it was pretty introductory it was a lot of just kind of like talking about like binary and some other stuff it's pretty cool Pretty cool. It's yeah. pretty dang cool. <laughs> I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna get the certificate and just slam it on the wall in the ESPN room. <laughs> like, yeah, you know what? Y'all might have these foam fingers, but I don't want to hear nothing from you. I uh, I'm a Harvard student. That's what. That's the way you can tell people now. True. I'm I'm technically a Harvard student. Technically. Wait, te- how much does it cost? Or is it free? Uh, you can take courses for free. They offer them for free. Um, but just well, not like, that one that you're taking. No, I mean, you can, well, no, th- these aren't, like, there's some that you can just, like, take, and there's some even, like, um, I'll show you after, there's some that are kind of cool, they're just, like, free, and then, like, you can just pay for, like, the certificate afterwards to get it. That Watch uh, the certificate, just getting the certificate is going to be, like, 250 bucks. It's, like, it's, like, 99, it's, oh. like, 99 or 150 or something, it depends on how hard the course is, if it's, like, a strenuous course, then, like, I mean, if you think about it, like, it's, a it's the equivalent of, like, three credit hours. Really, True. and it's honestly le- I mean, three credit hours less than. I mean, one fifty is way. Le- I mean, fifty dollars for a credit mm-hmm. hour doesn't. Well, I mean, you've already graduated, so it doesn't really matter. But yeah, um, if I um, it 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 counts for its like EC ECAU or extended cr- accredited university something. So like, if I if I were to go back, I can 
backpedal count these credits if I wanted to, which would be kind of cool. But I don't know. I'm pretty excited for it. I gotta show you though. There's some on there that are kind of cool. Like they have, they have like business stuff. They have um, psychology things. They have some a bunch of different things. And it's not like just Harvard. They have like MIT and SDHU and some other ones. I think Texas is on there. Some other ones. Yeah, I don't want to go to those. What I, yeah, I'm a Texas student. Nobody said Harvard University, please. I'm in. I'm in Harvard Law. <laughs> imagine, imagine when we move out, we just put like all our like Harvard certificates on the wall. We, should, like, what we about just have it? a bunch of them. What about it? That's yeah, all Harvard students. What about it? Sorry, sorry about it. Yeah, bro. We we'd have like it, say it's like you, me, Kev, and Dan. Mm-hmm. It, like you, me, and Dan all have them, and then Kev is just like part owner in Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have stocks in Tesla. I own point zero 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 one percent of Tesla. Bro, I have that on Bitcoin. I bought it at like forty seven thousand, like mm. forty seven thousand dollars. Put a dollar into it, mm. and I was like, I got Bitcoin now. <laughs> Fight me. <laughs> what the heck? Okay, so today we're gonna be doing the second part of our mailbag. Um, so I think we have. Seven or eight questions or something. We might we might uh, sidetrack on a few of them because some of them are pretty good. Um, but are you ready? I'm ready. All right. So number one of the day, we have uh, Mike Filson at Filson Mike. Again, please do not follow him. Unless you like the Cardinals. Do not. Trust me. Um, okay. So his question but is, hey just so you know he does uh follow Woj just in case you wanted to know that and Woj he does yeah. retweet some of those yeah and any Blake Griffin news I was about to say Blake Griffin Jeremy Grant if you get any if you get any Blake Griffin or Jeremy Grant news it's probably from Mike Filson we gotta get him on uh we gotta get him on the Poku train Poku no he he likes those like high flyer mm, dunkers I, I saw that behind the back pass that the little, little like tap, mm, yeah. bro. Have last game, that? last game he had twenty three points, career high. Have you shown him the that pass? No, I think I, I'm gonna wait and I'm gonna get him to follow whatever player we draft in this draft. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. What if y'all like, draft? What if y'all draft Cade? Oh, that, Mike, y'all gonna Mike draft Filson. some bummy player? <laughs> some bummy. Y'all player. gonna draft the bust, the one bust out of the top five or something? And he's gonna be like, dude, I don't he, think he's, he's gonna be like, he's gonna be like, nice, Sean. You may be like a bummy player now. As if, you know, Blake Griffin <laughs> well, is point, already. Huh? As if Blake Griffin is. I was about to say, already. like, at this point in his career, Blake might be considered that. <laughs> All right. So, question one from him. He have, uh, if if you could be a coach of any team in in the history of basketball, he puts in parentheses NBA, NCAA, Olympics, other. Um, who would it be and why? You go ahead and start us off. Um, like you could you could do like a time span for mm-hmm. a team or just like a one year team. I ca- I think I have like two. So we didn't prepare for any of these, by the way. We never do for mailbags unless they're like really really hard questions. Um, so I think for I, I have like two answers that I think just came to my mind. So number one would be the head coach of Duke, like two years from now. So when the one and done rule is done, just so I can like try and build like a dynasty once we're able to do that to where like, okay, if you're going to come to college, you're probably going to stay more than a year, et cetera. Like it allows you to really build, really build rather than, you know, cycling in and out these like star players or these young guys who are highly touted prospects. Um, so that would be probably like number one. 
Number two? I don't know. I think. Do it, it, like a past one. Do a past one. A past one? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think it'd be pretty sweet to like. I don't even know if I want to be coach. I think I'd just want to be like a fly on the wall in the, uh, in like a Mike D'Antoni led Suns team. Just, just to like, like just for like all those like personalities going on. Maybe even like, I don't know, or maybe e- either that or maybe like be the head coach of the Magic, like Dwight Howard Magic, to be like you were so close, like I was you just nothing, like you like. I just feel like if you add like that one little bit to that team, like you probably are like a dynasty team or you have a chance to be. I mean, Dwight wasn't bad after being on the Magic. It was just kind of like a decline because there wasn't just a team built around him. I was going to also say one of my two would have been the Magic, but as soon as they got their team in Orlando, like, you know, have you seen the the this Magic Moment mm-hmm. documentary for them? Yeah. And, um where they like just like got them, and then they get Shaq, yeah, and then they get Penny. Mm-hmm. Like, you get all these things, and mm-hmm. you're just like, "This is gonna be amazing." Mm-hmm. And maybe you can change history a little bit. Not, I say we don't want to change it too much, but somehow like convince Shaq to stay a little longer, mm-hmm. see if that can keep Penny healthy. I think that'd be fun. But also, I I have to go with this team. Like, I there's no way I can't. The Detroit Bad Boys. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I think I think that would be so fun. Yeah. Like you'd be one of the most hated, but one of the most respected people around the league. The only bad thing about that is like, I feel like the head coach of that team like doesn't kind of like, like those players are good down in history as being like the bad boys. The only bad part is like the coach. Like, yeah, you're like, oh right, yeah, you were the coach, but it's not kind of like. I mean, he was the he was the coach of the 1992 dream team. Well, yeah, but I. So he gets respect. But well, I you're mean, also like when the you best bring team, up, so you're kind of like. Well, when you bring up teams, you're you're not going and saying, "Oh yeah, the the coach of the Showtime Lakers." Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it was Pat Riley. Yeah, yeah. like big time talkers talk yeah, about true. that. But I mean, if you're you're in the documentary, I mean Chuck Daly's in that documentary. Yeah, you don't go back and be like, "Oh yeah, the 2011 Heat were led by Eric Spolstra." I mean, yeah, they talk about him. The only one that you can really say is talked about more than, like, players, I would say it's Greg Popovich. I think that's the only Um, one I can think of. Maybe, maybe like, Phil Jackson a few years ago. Yeah, I I guess you could say that for, like, the... But you're not going to get talked about over MJ and Scottie Pippen, Rodman, or Kobe Shaq. I was thinking more of, like, whenever, like, yeah, I was like, in, like, the secondary Kobe era with, with, like, Powell and uh, Derek Fisher. I think he was... He was honestly, to me, like in the news, like a lot. Like he got a lot of publicity. I mean, obviously they were like trying offense, and then we saw him try and run it with a few different teams, and like kind of got tossed around trying. So I think it was more just media about his offense trying to work for even bad teams. But you see what we did there? We literally just named two of probably the top three coaches of all time. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if you're not gonna say you want to be a top three coach of all time, then you're not gonna be like the first person named. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they're not even the first people named when you go through, like, which players and, yeah. like, you bring up Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, then Greg Popovich. Yeah. Phil Jack or you bring up Jordan, Rodman, Pippen, then Phil Jackson. Mm. Who do you think is, like, a like a head coach, who, like, right now, who doesn't get, like, enough media? Who doesn't get enough media? Yeah. I mean... 
Any team that's a great team, well, I don't think any team that has LeBron, like any coach of a team that has LeBron, is ever going to get the credit they deserve. Mm. Like Eric Spolster wasn't getting the credit until he he started leaving. He left, and then they're like, oh, yeah, the Heat have a culture. Yeah. And, and that's like a Pat. And R- then they say it's Pat Riley. Not to mention that Eric Spolster literally like had LeBron looking the best he's ever. I mean, yeah, it was kind of like a like perfect timing with his prime. But I mean, that's the most athletic we've ever seen LeBron. For sure. So I think you could also kind of throw in like. Uh, is Brad Stevens like underrated at this point? Like, I I mean, they're not playing great this, this season. season so I, guess, like, I think it's fair not to mention yeah. him. But like in the past couple of years, I mean. You definitely were mentioning Brad yeah. Stevens because all these Avery Bradley, Jay Crowder looked amazing. But then I guess you can't. Oh, excuse me. I think I guess you can't. I mean, you're not gonna pick like the Magic's head coach. You know what I mean? Like they're not. Steve Clifford. They're not a good you don't team, name him. though. You know what I mean? Like they're not a good team, so you're not gonna pick them. Or like the Hornets, like three years ago again, Steve Clifford. Like you're not gonna. You're not gonna pick him because they're not crazy good. You know what I mean? So you kind of have to be in like that middle of the pack. Well, when you're looking at in when you look at it in the future. What coach of, like, the, say from 2012-ish, say in the past 10 years, mm-hmm. what coach of that time is going to, like, not get talked about a lot? I mean, yeah. Steve Kerr is going to get talked about a lot. Greg Popovich is going to get talked about a lot. Eric Spolstra. Like, those teams that won championships, I think those coaches are going to get named more. But what about other teams that weren't – maybe didn't win the championship – but were like great coaches of that time. Maybe like Rick Carlisle. Mm, I, could, I could see it. That's that's like one of the coaches I think won't get talked about a ton, even though he was like he he helped get those Mavericks to a championship. Yeah, I think you could also be like, I don't know, because you you have to be a good team. Like I said, but then you also, if your team is too good, like for example, like Quinn Snyder, like is Quinn Snyder gonna be remembered after this? Maybe. I mean, he's one coach the year before, I believe, and he now he's in talk of getting it this year. Well, you have to do something significant with the Jazz. The Jazz haven't done anything significant to where they would talk about these teams. Well, yeah, but I'm saying like, does that make him underrated though? You know what I mean? Like, is he not getting talked about enough? I mean, they've had some pretty good seasons. Well, I think I think a lot of it. Well, he gets talked about a good amount. I think if you he has like th- look at has, coaches' Twitter. I think he has this year. I don't know. Like I, he's been in like coach of the year talk before, so it's kind of hard to be like. I don't know. Maybe maybe, and I know he like obviously. I mean, I'm pretty sure he won coach of the year, or maybe he was runner up. Like I think like Dwayne Casey is going to be a kind of a coach like that. Like you were coached during like uh, Demar Derozan, Kyle Lowry's tenure. Then you were the coach during Kawhi's uh, one season. Or, no, he wasn't. Or, he got fired right before that. And then um, Nick Nurse became the coach. They won it with Nick Nurse in his first year. Dwayne Casey went over to the Pistons right, that first that's year. That's right. I was one year off. I don't know. Like Maybe him, though. I mean, he, did, he didn't win the championship. He's not going to get credit for it. Like, does he, Is he someone who's underrated? I See, I don't know. I, I don't know if teams I call were, like, him. Were, they were like repetitively getting like obviously they're getting stopped by LeBron over and over again, but I mean they were still a really good team for all those years, so it's kind of yeah. I I think there's a lot of like 
outside factors for reasoning why he won't get talked about much. Mm-hmm. Also, with them winning a championship as soon as he left. Like, that's the same thing that happened with uh, Mark Jackson on the Warriors. Mm-hmm. As soon as he got fired, they bring in Steve Kerr. They win a championship. So, Mark Jackson is going to get... I I give him credit for helping build that team, and then Steve Kerr just gave him that one, like, kick him off the ledge and Player coach kind of thing, yeah. Yeah. And I think, obviously being a Thunder fan, I think Scott Brooks is going to get talked about a lot because of the fact that the Thunder never won with him. There were a bunch of injury years. That's not really like underrated though. To me. Well, no, I'm just I'm just saying yeah. like there he's one of the coaches that's going to be like the opposite. He's going to get talked about a good amount because like he media. had those. Yeah, but he's not that bad of a coach. He just had superstars that were already like established and they were going to play their way no matter what. Basically, I mean, you saw it with Billy Donovan when I mean. You look at Billy Donovan's Florida Gators, he had them playing at championship levels, and then he just couldn't get the recruitment team that he wanted to. But then when he came to the NBA, KD and Westbrook still played the same way they did under Scott Brooks. But then when Chris Paul came to the team, then they played a completely different way. I think there's a lot of teams that, or there's a lot of coaches that aren't going to get credit for what they did on a team because they had the superstars. There's a lot to unfold in this question, which, I mean, we're already at 17 minutes in this podcast, and we've done one question. But there's a bunch of coaches that aren't going to get talked about, and there's a bunch that are going to get talked about. I think it comes down to how successful your team is Mm -hmm. and what comes after or what you came after. For sure. So going to the next question, we have a question from... Matthew Carbone at Matthew underscore Carbo 21. Um, where do you see or where does Dame go when he leaves Portland? Where does Dame go? When it, I mean, he, he could he, honestly he put, go anywhere. He put where in all caps, not when, where. So he's. I um, don't know if he's ever going to leave Portland. I think he's just so like pride involved in all of his decisions that he'll be like, I ain't got to leave. Even if it means his career, it becomes, like, I mean, award-wise worthless. Because we're at the point where, like, if you're going to win MVP, it's going to be about now. That's about his last few chances. Um, And, I mean, you're not going to get anything more than what? Maybe, like, an All-NBA first or something after this. I mean, this season's probably his best chance to win MVP. I mean, I mentioned it in the podcast or in the show – Sunday that I was like, is he in top four? Should he be getting talked about? Is he above Giannis? Stuff like that. Um, what do you think? Um, I don't. I don't think he's ever going to win a championship in Portland. Oh and yeah, if that's I don't think what, so either. If that's what you're basing that question off of, then yeah, he should leave. He should, but that comes down to player empowerment. He's not going to be. I don't think he's going to be the one to request out. Yeah. Unless something like drastic goes down. And I think Portland's the type, um, almost in that same boat as the Raptors where they're like, and to be fair, Portland's not a small market and neither is Toronto, but they both feel like small market teams. They both feel very like attached to their guys, like win or lose, like they're going to be very attached to them. Um, And that could just be like for 
a long tenure. They've had a lot of the, the like at least a few stars. I mean, we obviously you have to remove a few teams who just are they just not very clingy to their stars. Like, uh, like, do you think the Heat are clingy to their stars? I don't know. I mean, we've seen LeBron in and out, so it kind of messes up that history. Well, in I mind. mean, with Dwayne Wade, they definitely were. You yeah. have to get like franchise icons yeah and that's how i mean damian lillard's a franchise icon kyle lowry demar Derozan are franchise icons for their right but, but i'm but i mean like i mean like are the Cavs clinging to their stars i mean i they just don't, I don't have one now yeah they were clinging to lebron that's until what i'm saying like does it, does it count for uh that's what i'm saying like does their like recent history kind of pulls you away from that like where they were clinging to people like um like larry nance and like these older guys who were there for a while um so I don't know if they're not gonna pursue a trade. I feel like. I mean, we also thought about that, that about the Raptors, and now the Raptors are saying Kyrie's in talks. So, well, I, don't I know. mean, nobody thought the Thunder were gonna trade Russell Westbrook, but it ended up coming down to where they got a package that they deemed worthy of trading him, and they were like, "Okay, we're not gonna be able to win a championship with him, so let's try to get everything we can out of him." I don't know if the Trailblazers would do that. I don't think they're I don't think Neil Oshi is yeah. like that forward thinking and he just means too much to that team mm-hmm. to No, I think I think they could move CJ and not I mean, obviously it would be like a very like detachment kind of thing for them to to get rid of him, but let, let let's just take the hypothetical that he did that they do trade him. Where is somewhere that you would want him to go? Where would I want him to where go? Where would you want for him? And then where would you want? Where do you think he fits best? Like for him, think, where do you think? Where do you think he would want to go? I think he would go to a team that has a lot to offer trade wise. Mm-hmm. So, so, so the you narrow that down to get stuff back. Yeah, you narrow that down to teams that have good young stars mm-hmm. or a bunch of draft picks or both. Mm-hmm. You so that narrows it down to. Some of these teams, you're I, not going to include the Mavericks because they're not going to trade Luca. Yeah, I think my you're head, at like I think you're looking at Celtics. Timber- my head Timberwolves first in goes there. to the New Orleans Pelicans because they have the young guys. There, yeah. They have picks from multiple different teams. Yeah, I think you throw them in there. I think that is his best case scenario because you don't. You're not going to have to give up Zion. You put Dame with Zion. Probably have to trade Brandon Ingram so that you lessen the amount of picks that you have to trade out. Mm. But I mean, you have a pretty decent core around that. Like you're basically just trading for Dame to put him with Zion, mm-hmm. and that would be my hypothetical for like where I think he. That's probably where he fits best because he gets a mm-hmm. above the rim guy that can space the court vertically. And then, I mean, maybe they can keep Steven Adams and Steven Adams can set those bulldozing screens so Lillard can keep shooting from 75 feet out. Mm. But I I don't really have another one that comes to mind. Maybe he could fit in Miami. Yeah. Uh, the, so there's a few teams that I was like thinking of all the time in my head when I was when you were bringing or when you were bringing it like that style team. So I'm thinking like I think the Celtics could be in this. Like, let's say like a Jalen Brown picks something type of package. You throw Kemba in there. Then that lets the. Maybe they think Kimba and Jalen Brown are equal. Could you just swap stars right there? And do you think maybe try to get like throw you know in I mean? a couple more picks and get like Nurkic with it? Yeah, and like, then do, have like do you Lillard think like Nurkic both teams are Tatum. like okay with that? So I'm thinking like the Celtics are in there for that. Um, you mentioned the Heat. I was gonna say them. I think they fit well with that. I think you can 
it's it, I mean I I don't value their young guys as much as a lot of people do so I don't know it would it'd be a lot more picks to me rather than young guys I mean you're giving it you're going to go Harrow Robinson none um who else I mean I don't I don't even know who else they don't have a lot I mean do you give up precious in that I I don't think up? they have enough to, yeah that, that's what I, like like, they I'm wouldn't saying. trade it for James Harden. Why would they trade it for Lillard? Yeah, so that, that kind of, like, I mean, just, just team-wise, I think the Heat can probably maybe pull something out. Um, I think maybe, who was I, who did I just say? Celtics, Heat. Um, there's someone I was just thinking of. Celtics. I think the Nuggets would be a good fit for him. I think I was kind of maybe like swap like Jamal Murray and something yeah, like for it. Probably or Gary Jamal Harris. Murray, throw in like Gary Harris to make money work and then some picks or something. Who was I just thinking of? I'm not sure. I, I think there's a few options. It has to be like a young, pieced up team. And you have to already, you already have to have somebody younger established. I think, dude, if when LeBron retires, I know Lillard will be like getting to like 33, 34, whatever. But like Lillard and Anthony Davis would be such a deadly duo. Oh, for sure. I one thing that's funny is like every year, like in two K, I try because I, I usually play a center. Like I always try and get Dame because for some reason I don't know why he throws the best lobs. I don't know why it makes no sense. He doesn't even throw crazy lobs like in in real life, but he just is amazing at throwing me lobs in two K. I don't know what it is about him. Um, what, are there any other teams you can think of? Like, do the Bulls have enough assets? I just saw them on the screen, so I don't know. If, like, do they have enough? Do um, I'm just gonna rattle off some teams. Do the Bulls? Yes or no? What do you think? I don't think they have enough to. I don't think they have enough, and I don't think there's any reason for them to trade for Lillard. So I think Celtics fit. I think Heat don't have enough to offer. Um. Wizards. I don't. I don't, I don't see why they do it either. Um, Raptors. I could see them going after him, just like for almost the same exact reason the Heat would, but just so they could they, integrate him what in. What do they offer? No, that's. Like, not I don't know what they Lowry. offer. They're not gonna. Um, what do we think about a Clippers deal? Maybe you get rid of Kawhi or PG. It would probably be like PG and some other like you, but you don't have picks to trade. I'd be okay. I if I'm the if I'm the Trailblazers I don't want another older star. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm I want something for the Clippers young. though. That's an upgrade to me. Oh, for sure. That's the 100% Clippers would 100 percent do it, but the Trailblazers wouldn't. So there's no. Re- um, do we see a Jazz scenario? Can you? I feel you, like you'd have to trade Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell and uh, I feel like they don't trade Donovan Mitchell. Suns maybe. Uh, you'd have to swap like Chris Paul and then Aiton. Probably you more. Probably don't want to swap Aiton, but. I mean, the Suns would have to give up, like, Aiton, Bridges, picks. Mm-hmm. Like, just Lillard's value is almost to the level that Harden's is, if not more. So, you have to give up a lot, and then you have to salary oh, match. I just remember the team I was thinking of before. Cause yeah. This is the, fir- the first deal. Celtics and Timberwolves. So, you have Cat. I just... You, you could swap. You could... you At that point, you make your decision, like, do you think... Um, Anthony Edwards is your guy. If not, then you just pick between him and Cat, and then after that, you just build from there. I don't. I just don't see what. I feel like you need like a more defensive-minded big to put with, mm-hmm. or 
I mean, I think Zion's good enough on defense to fit with Lillard, mm-hmm. but Cat is too offensive oriented to be with Lillard. Mm-hmm. And then if you choose Anthony Edwards over Cat, like say you trade Cat and for I I don't I think it would be like D'Lo Anthony Edwards if you're gonna do like a swap like that. Mm, throw but in if like you, a Kogi and yeah, some other. But randos. if you're if you're gonna trade or if you're gonna keep Lillard and um, Anthony Edwards. It would just be like, wow, you're just trying to recreate the Portland Trailblazer. Yeah, like you're going to hope Anthony Edwards turns into McCollum so at the best. Last last one. I don't think they have enough, but Grizzlies. Yeah, I don't think he fits with John. Yeah, I don't know what you, I don't know what you trade for that. Um, so what? Anything else you got on Lillard? I mean, somebody or some team that could theoretically go after him because they have all the draft assets. Oklahoma City. I don't think they'd ever want him, mm-hmm. but. And I don't think he fits a timeline. I don't know if he... I mean, he'd fit with what they have, but I don't think that they would want to trade for him. So, I, I don't see a reason. So, Dame they, is 30. Okay. Let me look at it, someone else's age really quick. Uh, what would you... How would you feel about a... You'd have to, like, move some pieces around, obviously. Obviously, not a lot of picks. So, like the Bucks. I is it is it is it Chris Andrew? Is it? I think Chris if you can create if you can keep Drew and Giannis, that would be perfect. Mm-hmm. But I think you'd have I know guaranteed you'd have it to give up Chris Middleton. Uh, yeah. I if they don't win, yeah. If they don't get out of the East this season, I think Chris Middleton's traded a hundred percent. Like just in my mind. I, I 100% think he's gone because I don't think he can be a second option. Yeah. But no, I, I've told you that before. I think he would be the best third option I think I've seen in a minute. I think I think he's a better third option than Clay. But I think that if you're going to be doing a trade with Portland, probably Chris Middleton and some other stuff mm-hmm. for CJ is more, more attainable, attainable yeah. and more. I don't want CJ though. I don't I, want Dame. I mean, well, obviously you want Dame over CJ. That all the well, I, duh. I want Dame, but I take CJ, bro. Like, that's obvious. Would you rather have Clay or Curry? I mean, Clay's probably a better fit, but Curry's so much better. I want Curry. Well, duh, freaking <laughs> duh. Like, obviously, dude. Okay, like, okay, 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 okay. We're done on Dame. Okay, so then we got a question from our good old buddy Tristan Bartley. Okay, he said not to put his Twitter name on there. Um, <laughs> yeah, you better not put yeah. his Twitter name um, on Is Cade Cunningham a lock to be an all-star? That's the first part of the question. Um, or he said all-star slash all-star caliber in the NBA. And then he said, what year would be his first all-star appearance? I think, well, duh, you want him to be an all-star. There's... You're p- taking him number one mm-hmm. because you think he has all NBA talent. So l- l- let's add another question to that. So let's do the first part. Do we think he's a lock for number one? I think both of us are yes. 100%. I think I think he's unless something drastic happens where he like tears something. Mm-hmm. God forbid that happens, mm-hmm. but gets an injury and it's one of those that's like a one that would be reoccurring over his like career. An MCL or something. Yeah. Something something in your knee or like an ankle type thing mm-hmm. where it's like a bad enough. Or you can see it being a consistent, and we like, don't want anything in the foot, nothing in the foot. Yeah, exactly, nothing in the foot. Like a consistent injury type 
Like it, literally any injury, honestly. So if I think so, I've kind of started doing my grades for draft because I know we're kind of getting closer. So I have him graded. If we do everything out of like a one to one hundred or one to ninety nine, I guess you can say. Um, I have him as a ninety one, which is like, and I, I, Sean, I have Anthony Davis as a ninety five, so he's pretty high up there. Jeez. And then the holy. The, and then the not not as in like a two K rating. No, I kn- I you know, know what I mean? a ninety one. Like a ninety one like, compared to Anthony Davis, who just won a championship, a was 95. a huge contributor. Yeah, and, like and I have I have Evan Mobley at two, and he's an eighty six. So the, well, yeah, that's a pretty uh, good. Cade is and heads the, and shoulders the, the above other, everyone The other else. four, other three, sorry, the the three through five. So Jalen Suggs, what is it? Jalen Suggs, Jalen Johnson, and um, Jalen Suggs, Jalen Green, and um, Jonathan Kuminga. I think I, I think I have. Johnson in that group and in that patch. Everyone else is an eighty around an eighty. And he's a ninety one for me. I well duh, he's head like, and shoulders above everybody else. So be especially being a point guard and him being able I think that him being able to show everything that he can do at Oklahoma State mm-hmm. makes him a much more valuable commodity than like I think if Jalen Suggs was on Oklahoma State, like say you switch them, mm-hmm. you are gonna, they're not gonna switch. Like as you're saying, mm-hmm. their overalls, mm-hmm. but I think that they both like level out a lot more because Jalen Suggs can show off mm-hmm. more of his capabilities, and and, and I, then Cade is sharing the floor with a lot of, a potential lottery pick, Drew Timmy, who's an amazing player mm-hmm. on the number one team. And and I have um, I have Jalen Suggs as a higher rating than I have Evan Mobley. Yeah. Even though I have Evan Mobley higher, especially because I have he's Jalen a, Suggs as a higher rating because I think there's a higher chance of him succeeding. There and he's a point guard. He handles yeah. the ball. Yeah. Evan Mobley can handle the ball and everything for a big, but he's not one of those shot creators. Mm-hmm. And I think I think you're gonna almost always have a guard as a higher rating than a big, mm-hmm. unless that big is. Anthony freaking Davis. Right. Um, and then let's go to the second part of it. What do we think? So we obviously assume... I'm going to skip the whole all-star thing. We, I mean, he's the 91 for me. Um, so what what year do we think he becomes an all-star? I think as much as he's hyped up right now, if he plays to, like, say he averages... He comes in and averages, like, Shea numbers, mm-hmm. what Shea's averaging right now, he's going to be such a boom... In the league, number one, like pops if he if he comes in and averages the same number Luca did in his rookie season, mm-hmm. I think there's no question that he makes it his first season. I would not be surprised at all. I and say okay, another thing you have to add on to that is if he goes to a team and he's making them win, like say they're yeah. say they're in playoff contention at All Star break. I think that like that shoes him into it. I, I'm just gonna go a little more conservative. I'm just gonna say second season for sure. I mean that's just, what Zion just because did. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say second. I mean Zion's injury. I I I guess all that. Well, I'm just kind of like first. I feel like it's just it's almost like you have to be media because the coach isn't gonna pick you to me. So it's like okay, are you are you also a fan favorite? And like we're not seeing that same media in my eyes for J, for Cade Cunningham yet. So he obviously he's like Oklahoma State. He's not Duke. He's not Kentucky. He's not your like number one guy. He's not like we're not getting updates about his shoe like falling off. You know what I mean? Like so I think I, th- I don't. Well, I has- don't think his shoe's falling off, but yeah. <laughs> well, I, I I don't know if he has that like media like head on him yet. 
So I'm going to go second year just because I don't think he can get that that fan vote that first year. That's true. I I think it's a possibility that he can. And like, like just like Luca was. Luca was last year. It was like it was like okay, he's probably deserving of it, but he's also a rookie, so it's kind of two years ago. But yeah, yeah, two years. Ago. Uh, I think there's a good possibility, but if I remember correctly, the last first year player to make the All Star team in his legit like. The year he was drafted, not Ben Simmons. No, I'm not. I'm not talking about like. Mm. No, Ben Simmons didn't do it, but Blake Griffin made it his technical first he year sat playing. Out first but year he because sat, of injury, yeah, he yeah. sat out that first year. I think I'm pretty sure the last player to do that was Yao Ming okay. in 2002. I don't think I don't think LeBron made it his first year, if I remember correctly. Mm, I, I don't think. I mean, if he did, he was a year later than Yao Ming. So if he did, then he would be the most recent. But Pretty sure it was Yao Ming. If I, if my brain gives me the right uh, information, he was not an All Star as rookie. Season. Yeah, so it was Yao Ming, and Yao Ming made the All Star team every single year in his career. I think that's so cool. Even though he only played nine years, but hey, hundred percent, still, still pretty freaking cool. Hundred percent for sure. Uh, yeah. I I think it's inevitable that Cade makes it. Most realistic is second year. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a great possibility that he does it his first year. Just because I think he's such a game changer that if he's not injured, then he could potentially, and I think he would have a great chance to do it his first year. Especially if he lands in the East. Say he lands on like, I I don't know. Say he lands on the Magic or something, and Vooch is still there. Cade with Vooch, I think that would be, that. I think you would be a top, six or five or six team in the east yeah i mean you pretty much and as bad as it sounds um you pretty much have to have just not an anthony davis rookie season where your team goes 27 and 55 or you and you have to play so you don't get mm -hmm. like 19 games like zion Mm -hmm. so all all of that considered i think it's inevitable that he becomes an all-star sometime in his career mm. and with as much as he's hyped up i think it could be his first year yeah so going to the next one we have a question from our buddy sam power at s power 3899 on twitter uh question is potential landing spots for demarcus cousins if any demarcus what cousins what do we think i think that there are a couple teams that could sign him i think he fits on a decent amount of teams if the Nets don't get anybody else to play center, I think he could be a fit on that team. I mean, mm-hmm. why not? Why not? Why not gamble? If he on gets bought out or buy out, who? Demarcus Cousins. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's not on a team right now. He already got bought out. He got bought out like a month ago. Didn't I already got bought out? Yeah. So Cousins is already bought out. I think the Nets obviously a place he could go. Mm-hmm. Um, what if, if it's a minimum, there? it's pretty much anywhere to me. I think he could go to the Clippers. I don't know if they would play him over Zubac and Ibaka. Um, let me let me look at teams real quick. His, his career is so weird to me, though. That, I think the Bucks could be a fit. He, I mean, if, he's, if it's a, a minimum, he throw him. Shoot, throw him the Heat. I don't care. Yeah. Yes, obviously. If it's a minimum, yeah. any team should take a chance on him. That's shooting for I, a playoff I spot. I just don't. His career is so weird to me. Honestly, it's like. He was literally like one of the best centers I've seen in a long time. Like I, when we played All Star Team up in like what was that like, two K sixteen? 
it was I was like I was like yo I'm gonna be Demarcus Cousins on the Kings and I, he's so good he could shoot threes bigger guy he could he could back people down had post moves athletic ran the floor passed the ball a decent bit pretty much your your all around center people were comparing like draft prospects to him and then you get hurt. And then, like, you're kind of iffy. No one really knows what the fuck happened to you. And then you all of a sudden, like, get signed to a minimum to the Warriors. And the Warriors are like, oh, yeah, this is a steal. Then you don't play for the Warriors. And then then you're just in the abyss. He just has a weird career trajectory. Like, is it, it was super high up, and mm-hmm. then it just crashed. Mm-hmm. Like, it just hit the ground. Um, and, and he he was one of the reasons why people were so high on like, oh yeah, Kentucky's like a feeder. Like they were having so many good guys come out. Like all those, all you know, what I'm about, all like the rebuilds where like they just get all Kentucky guys or all like team up and they just do get all Kentucky guys. You had AD Demarcus Cousins, you were set. Like that's all you needed. And then you okay yeah you can also throw in like John Wall and all these other guys. Those are nice. But like you have two centers who literally are the best centers in the league. And then I think a team that should have already picked him up would be Portland. Like, when Nurk got injured, I mean, Nurk was injured before Boogie got cut, but once Nurk got injured, or once Boogie got cut, I would have been on the phone with his agent and been like, come on, let's go. But I think I think it's Boogie's team, like his agents and everything, that's making him wait out until, you know, a, like, basically the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. And then... You have like a, I think it's two weeks after the trade deadline that the, like you can't buy out anyone. Mm-hmm. It's usually like the beginning of March. You won't be playoff eligible, mm-hmm. or maybe it's the end of March. No, it's the, be- I can't remember. But you, there's a deadline for when you can sign and still be play, or when you can get cut and still be playoff eligible. So I think there's, there's multiple teams. I mean, if I was Dallas, I'd throw something at them. If I was. Shoot, they tried to get him back when he was good too. Yeah, if I'm doubt or uh, Boston, why not? Like he's probably better than Tristan Thompson, better than Daniel Tice. If he plays to his like top tier, I mean his top tier now. Charlotte would be a good one. He's better than Cody Zeller. He's better than Biombo. I think he could fit in New York. They, any team that either doesn't have a starting center or doesn't have a great or like a a good mm. fit at backup center. Like, I don't think he would go to the Heat because they like playing Bam as their starting center and then Precious so, plays the exact same way yeah. so they can always play that same, mm-hmm. like, pass-first big man. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he'd fit there. Yeah. Uh, so let's go into our last little club. Or we, uh, we have two, sorry. Um, what time are we at? 42 minutes. Perfect timing. All right, so... Our buddy Jeffrey Marshall coming in at JB Marshall 715 on Twitter. Um, what would it take for the Thunder to get Luca? And I answered, we well, don't need to stay on this part of the question all very long. Um, I respond to it on Twitter. Everything. A lot. A lot of everything and then a lot more. I think if you could somehow, if you could some way convince the Mavericks to let you keep SGA and Dort, you'd be you'd be fine. I mean, I don't know if you have anything else to trade. Poku. Po- they wanted Poku in the draft. I know that for sure because that's why the Thunder traded up one spot above them so that they could draft him. I don't know if they even up Luca for him, bro. 
I don't know if that could be know. your centerpiece. Poku's the next Dirk. As I see him dribble at the court, I don't think he is. Ooh. Inside out, behind the back. He about to cross up Laurie Mar. Oh, please no make way. this. Oh, <laughs> yeah, talk again. Talk again. Settle down, talk again. Settle down, Slenderman over there. That's funny. Serby Baca right there. <laughs> Bro, our spikes just went exponentially higher than everything <laughs> else. We, yeah, crossover <laughs> in Laurie Markinen's mouth. Okay, so a more broader take on Jeff's question. Um, what what can other teams that do you think have like a – a package that that would that the Mavericks would take for Luca. Okay, so first off, you have to start this question with no team is trading a generational talent yeah. on their rookie contract. Yeah. Nobody oh, nobody's wait, trading. You, the Cavs they they I mean LeBron walked. No, he wasn't Luka even walked. on his rookie contract. Yeah, that what, was if, his, what if Luca walks the same way? They gotta trade something to get him to get something back. But it him, was right. It was after his second contract. Later on they Still. might trade him, but uh, the, nobody is trading a Zion, a Jason Tatum, Luca, now Shea, mm-hmm. Trey Young, any of these players. Unless you're getting another one back. Uh, literally. There's no chance that the Mavericks trade Luca on this current contract. Maybe on his second contract, or what what players can do technically is instead of taking that big money, like four or five year extension with your team, which Ninety-five percent of young players do. You can take that. Um, what's it called? That it's not mid-level exception. It's that um, you just take a one-year deal, basically, mm-hmm. and then you're an unrestricted free agent after that. Mm-hmm. If Luca, knowing that he's a generational talent, wants to hamstring the Mavericks like that, he totally mm-hmm. can. You're risking a ton. Nerlens Noel did the same thing, obviously not on the same level, but did it to Dallas. Mm-hmm. And he turned down a $77 million contract extension, then trying to bet on himself. Trying to trying to bet on himself to get better or get something better than that. Doesn't play up to that potential, gets in some trouble, all that, signs a minimum with the Thunder the next year. Mm-hmm. There's so much that can go wrong. Obviously, Luca's on a completely different level. He could totally do it. Don't think it'll happen. I think if you're going to end up trading Luca, it'll be nearing middle to the end of his next contract, which is four or five years away. So you're still going to get a ton for him. But if you're doing it, you saw what the PG trade was. Mm -hmm. You get a guy who has, obviously no one knew Shea was going to become this. If you knew Shea was going to become this, they're not trading him plus all they did for mm-hmm. PG. But a young player that shows potential not to be a star, but shows a lot of potential to be like a great starter one day, like mm-hmm. third, fourth, fifth option. Then you have another guy who, in Danilo Gallinari, could be flipped plus seven picks. Five picks, two pick swaps. Like, you have to give up at least that. At the very least. Like, say we're going to the Thunder. You give up Poku. Say he keeps mm. playing. No, just just listen. You He keeps playing to the level he did the other night. Say he's averaging like 21, 23-ish points for an extended period of time. There's your 
there's that SGA type level player. Probably if he's averaging those stats a little better because seven foot two or seven foot one, whatever you want to say, can handle the ball. He's that young player. Then you send out a contract filler type thing. Obviously, PG had a big contract. So we're saying, say two years from now when Luca's on that next contract. You do Al Horford. Say say it's this current team and you're and Luca's two mm-hmm. years older. I, I'm just trying to give an example for the Thunder. You'd give up Poku, say he's averaging those stats, Al Horford to match money, plus half of the picks the Thunder have. They have 19 first round picks. Give up nine or ten. Mm-hmm. You'd have to do like pick swaps and stuff. But I mean, they don't want the Thunder's picks. If they're trading for Luca, why the heck would they want the Thunder's picks? They see how good Luca is. You pair him with SGA, Dort, Baisley, whatever, you're, that pick is going to be 26 and higher. You don't want the Thunder's picks. You're going to end up banking on, give me all those Rockets picks, give me the later Clippers picks, give me whatever else that's far away. That's what. That's the kind of trade package you're going to have to get for a Luka-type player. Right, and I think you're in a, you're in a situation with Luka on that to where... You're almost hamstring to where like you don't you don't obviously don't want those picks because he's still growing into his, you know, prime and nowhere near that age yet. But you can only trade what is it up to seven years in advance? Seven or eight? Yeah, you have you have seven years out from your current year. And you still have the Stepian rule which you can't you, where you can't trade back to back years. Yeah, you, so have you have to have to, your own pick every year. Or no, you or have to have a, a first a rounder first. every like, other year. You know, you're you almost like it's you can't even like make a deal because in my eyes, the Shea the like uh, Shea PG trade is like will get would get dwarfed by a, a Luca trade right now, just for the fact that like PG was PG was great getting traded. His top PG three in the MVP wasn't twenty two. Uh, yeah, that's what that's why I'm saying. You know what I mean? You're gonna have to get a similar package to that, but increase it by more. That's mm-hmm. why I'm saying you're not going to – nobody can trade for Luca right now. Like, I – yeah, because in my eyes, it's almost – he's one of the most untouchable players, even more than Giannis and a few of those players, because you have age, you have your guarantee, and the whole point in a draft is to get Luca. The whole point – and that's what I didn't – I didn't understand with, with the Knicks trading Kristaps. Uh, like, yes, did Kristaps have, like, some stuff? He had injury issues, all, all of these, like, kind of stuff – um, but you take that third pick to get a Kristaps, right? You take these picks to get that player. And that's what I don't get. It's like when you trade a young guy for a pick that in my eyes to make that trade, you have to be under the understanding that like, okay, I'm trading this for sure for the chance at running the lottery. I mean, a individual lottery not just you know top 14 whatever not not the nba lottery um at getting a player that's better than him you're and you're not getting a player better than luca exactly i mean um, i don't even think kate is gonna end up being better than luca no, and that's what you would not a chance hope for at the best and maybe imani bates like this dude is projected to be like kevin durant mm-hmm. maybe that's like the player if i See, I can't, you can't like explain it without going so in depth mm-hmm. and like throwing out all these if this happens, if this happens, if this happens. And 
to me, to me, it almost comes down to like, okay, so if you, if you, if you had to make a perfect scenario, you're on 2K, right? To get Luca, Sean, tell me if this is correct. If to get Luca, how many, you, you can't just rate it in number one or uh, first over first round picks, right? To me, it's how many number one picks can, is he worth? Multiple. That, that that's what it, that's how it comes down to me. Cause like, I don't equate it to like, okay, how many good young guys is he worth? How many first runners is he worth? How many top fives is he worth? Because like you said, how you're many number one trading how many top him. Threes? You're trading him to hope you get someone on his level. You're you're not hoping to get one person on his level. You're hoping to get multiple people and that and can hope add that up he's to him. Not in his prime by the time you draft those players. Because then you just bet against yourself right there. Because you you got to think in that scenario you're like like for example if in the uh, in a trade for Luca you're trading a young guy he goes away you got a bunch of picks even if let's say you get those picks later on you got to also pray that he's not still on that team doing amazing and you also got to pray that he's not doing amazing you know what I mean like you have to pray that 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 team's not saying. good and that he's not on that team that's the thing like because if he's still on that team even if he's okay. Then that team's not going to be bad. You have their picks, and then you also, in on top of that, you have to ho- have to hope that he's not just super like super crazy good, because then those picks aren't worth anything. And then even if he, the thing is, even if he's not on that team and he's crazy good, you're about you're drafting your team to play against him. Yeah, I think so. All the things you just said. That's why I think if a team does trade for him, or yeah, like that, the Mavericks. That's why I think the Thunder are. The best team that could like but it's get not him. even no they're that, the best yeah no guess, they're yeah, for picks wise yeah because you're not gonna you're not gonna have to take their picks mm-hmm. you can be like I want all of Houston picks I want all of Clippers picks I want all these other teams picks and then all you're of not, your, yeah but I would want like the Thunder from like twenty thirty to twenty thirty seven yeah you, well, you, you know can't I mean? get like, those I know but you know but what I'm saying like that's why that's why the Thunder are best prime to do it because you don't have to take the team that you're directly helping yeah, but you're taking other that yeah. it's not going to happen no question yeah. it's not going to happen but that that's who is best suited and that's why Jeff was saying the thunder obviously he I'm super close to him and he wanted to like make me happy with the question but there's there's a freaking reason why the thunder are the quote unquote top destination for him mm-hmm. like if you trade with the, the Celtics don't even really have anything to trade. It's either the Thunder or the Pelicans. Or, I mean, honestly, you could say the Rockets, but they don't have their picks. They You would just be taking the Nets picks. The Pelicans have Bucks and Lakers. Those aren't those don't look great right now. In a few years, they could. Mm-hmm. Like, more so the Lakers and the Bucks. But that's the Thunder, the Clippers still have a chance to go downhill. The Rockets are already downhill. Yeah. And the... Even with the the whole pick thing, like if we're gonna go on that, like the the Pelicans getting whatever, what do they get? The next three, obviously every other, they got like the like four first round bucks picks. To me, like those really don't matter to me with Giannis resigning. That's the thing, because it, even if Giannis is the only thing we have on our team, you can have our picks. Whatever. I mean, the worst or the best pick you're gonna get is like 16, right? And then if not, if the, if you're not gonna get, if like let's say Giannis isn't there, or the Bucks are gonna get a deal f- for Giannis, I mean, 
better than a PGU deal, worse than Luca, right? I mean, he's literally like what twenty six or twenty seven. Like, obviously, you don't know what you're getting when you trade for these picks that are seven years out. And then, like, I mean, but that's ar- why you trade for those. I mean, arguably, like, is, I mean, arguably, like, is Luca? I mean, is is Giannis like closer to Luca trade value than we think? I mean, a back like two time MVP, defense player of the year, like. Obviously, he's a big, so you, I mean, scoring wise is different, but like, I think it's closer than like people would think based on age. I don't think that, I don't think age comes into it as much as you would think. Like, like if, if PG is like a level one and Luca's like a 10, I think Giannis is an eight because you still have age. I mean, he's still young enough. You, yeah, I mean, well, okay. You have I, a long contract you're trading. You have a, literally, a, a, you already know he's there. Like, if he, if he adds a three point shot, what is he? Like, you know, I want to say that. I think the Bucks could trade for Luca if we're going off this whole scenario, mm-hmm. but you don't have your picks, so that like lessens that's, yeah, that's the, the um, like the percentage chance of it happening. But you'd have to trade Giannis in the deal. Yeah, there's no way you could put Luca and Giannis together. But they could trade. I, I think you'd have to trade like Giannis and then one of Middleton or mm-hmm. um, Drew Holiday. But yeah. I mean, honestly, you could do that and. Right now, you might be getting the better player. Yeah. And you would you would be hoping to win right now. Mm-hmm. You would have Kristaps, blah, 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 whatever, around them. I just, I I don't, I don't they obviously don't this isn't going to happen. So that, I, I yeah. just have to keep reiterating that as we keep talking about it. But, like, there's 20, 27 teams are not able to trade for Luka. Mm-hmm. There's 27 teams that, even if we stop talking about Luka, say we're talking about Zion, say we're talking about Tatum, nobody is trading these players on their rookie-scale deals when they show as much promise as they do. Mm. The Thunder are not trading SGA unless they're getting a PG-like package. Mm-hmm. The Celtics, why the heck are they trading Tatum? They Tatum, or Jalen Brown, has been in the Eastern Conference Finals three of his four years in his career. Mm-hmm. Tatum has been to the Eastern Conference Finals, I think it's two out of three. Mm-hmm. I think it's two out of he three. He set out one. No, well, he I, was out that first year that they went. I I don't think they went his first season. I can't remember. They might have went his first season, didn't go that next season, and then they just went this past. I can't remember. I just know I know Jalen Brown has gone to three out of four, mm-hmm. but he's been in the league longer. Um, but there's like you're not trading anybody on their rookie scale deal when they show as much promise as they do, mm-hmm. unless unless you just know that you suck as a team. And you can't draft. But um, even though your, sec- your second best option at that point is literally like, is if I know for sure, like you have a guaranteed number one pick and you think that number one pick is better than Luca. That's the only way you even get close to me. Like, because you can't trade enough picks for me. You can't trade enough number ones for me in the future because I don't know if these people way in the future are going to be good. You know what I mean? You could have a number one and your draft is literally 2013, you know, like, and you're like, oh, okay, cool. First four aren't even good. Like, there could be a chance, or, like, even if, like, whatever, like, you think they're still going to be good and, like, they were expected to be good. Like, like, is your best chance, like, if you're, if you have the number one this year and you really think Cade is the number one? Like, if you think he's better than Luca, is that that? And then you just throw in pieces after that? For sure. Because just, just to know for sure you have that guarantee number one pick? I mean, I don't know. So, let's go to this last one with Jeff. Obviously, we just spent so much time on that one. Um... <laughs> it's kind of a bummy question to end it on, honestly. But 
Um, do the Hornets move Devontae Graham and Terry Rozier uh, to build around LaMelo? So repeat it one more time. Do the Hornets move around Devontae? Do, do they move Devontae Graham and Terry Rozier to build around LaMelo? Like, are they pieces that they should move? Um, do you think they move them? Are they worth very much? Do they move them? I think if I'm the GM, if it if it's me and you, let let's do. Uh, I I don't want to go too much longer, but let's do what we would do as GMs, and then we can talk about what we think they would do. All right, I'll go so, first. No, well, let's let's do it together. Okay. So, would Who, you? Who's tr- untouchable? Lamelo. That's Period. it. All right, everyone's going. Okay. I I I think I would keep PJ Washington. I think just for age. I think he I think he's a good fit. You can trust him. He wouldn't be your second option, but you could trust him as fourth or fifth starter. I think he's fifth, but yeah. I, I think he could be like best. I think he could be like the Sergi Baca of your future teams. Maybe. Obviously they play completely different styles, but Maybe. you have you have your star in Westbrook K D and then you have Sergi Baca just being that seventeen point per game score. Mm-hmm. Say he can be that. Mm-hmm. You have LaMelo. I don't think LaMelo is the number one option on a championship team, but you move. I don't think he's number one, but I think he's, I think like we were talking about last week, I think he's your best. I think he's your most valuable player, but I don't think he's your best player. Yeah. Like I, you can't play without him, but he's not your best player. For sure. Uh, I would trade, I would keep Gordon Hayward for a season or two just because Maybe. I think that he, that you see what he added coming into this team. Mm. Like obviously they added LaMelo and him. But there's a reason that LaMelo had such a seamless transition into the NBA. It's because he has a veteran like Gordon Hayward. Who can score, who can handle some, who is willing to probably talk to him a little bit. I believe that 100% because, I mean, look at the jump that Shea made when Chris Paul came to the team. Mm -hmm. There's a a reason that Shea should have been an all-star this year. You need that veteran presence, especially when you have a... Obviously, Lamelo is extremely talented, mm-hmm. but I want I want to get his head screwed on completely in his mm-hmm. first year, two, three. Mm-hmm. I want that a hundred percent before I even like. If you can get that, obviously, talent wise, Trey Young and Lamelo are pretty close to me right now. I mean, I think I think they'll end up being around the same amount. But if you keep if you put Gordon Hayward on that Hawks team, I think that it would add so much more to Trey Young just because you get a great veteran around you. Mm-hmm. It just builds you up even more. Besides talent wise, you have that leadership that you're learning from them. You learn how to be a leader. You learn all these different things. And that just adds to you as not only just a player, not only on court, but off court as well. And so I would I would keep Gordon Hayward around for a little bit, but then once he starts aging out, then I'm like, okay, that's fine. I mean, he only has a four year deal. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, actually, he might have a five year. I uh, think he's a five year because it was a trade and trade or sign and trade. I I'm going a little more like I'd almost rather keep um, Tira's ear and then trade everyone else just because I just because I want to sell as high as I can on. Uh, Gordon Hayward, and I think this is the highest you're gonna get. That's the only that's the only reason why I'm. I think he does have value as a veteran. I also think, I I don't think Terry brings the same value as a veteran, but it's a veteran. 
I don't think he's harmful. If you could bring in a different veteran, I would be okay with trading Gordon Hayward. I, but I it just, would have to I be, just want to sell it. The thing is, like, yeah, you sell high, he, he's of course. Not, he's not but my— But Terry Rozier's at his highest value right now, too. But I think you get more for Gordon Hayward than Terry Rozier, and, the, and then they're like, their leadership value is almost like ne- negligible to me. Uh, I don't know. I think that Terry Rozier is easier to trade and easier to get more value out of because a team doesn't have to match salary-wise because Maybe. Terry Rozier only makes 19, whereas Gordon Hayward makes 33. Maybe. I don't know. They're kind of close. But, yeah, obviously we're both – I mean, try and lose now, try and get another pick. Try and trade some players for picks. That's about it for me. For yeah, I mean, that one. I don't know if you see it. I think this goes back to how we were talking about Luca just now. You can't get another superstar player mm-hmm. on the timeline of LaMelo. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't get somebody that's already like seen as being that superstar level. Like, if you could end up with a, with a Shea, how he came. To OKC, yeah, he has potential and all that, uh, but then he just boom into the scene and becomes an all-star level player. Mm-hmm. That's your hope that happens with with Lamelo, and this is exactly how I would build. So let's say even even with Luca, like the player that I'm looking to get is well, obviously not a Kristaps, but someone in. Let's say like two or three. Probably you probably have to get four just for as far as like age wise. Probably they just they just resigned after their rookie contract. Their team's kind of like iffy on them. Maybe like a not Andrew Wiggins, not Andrew Wiggins skill level, but Andrew Wiggins situation to where like he just resigned after his rookie, but like the team doesn't really love him. Um, almost like I would love if you could somehow sneak Jalen Brown out of the Celtics, and then that because then. Because for me, one one's great. Two we're building. Two we're two we're building, and we are ready to go. Honestly, two is like that. They would is, just be taking all the former Celtics players, Terry Rozier, Gordon Hayward. And, and but for me, it's like for me, it's like okay, one one is like okay, we got our one. Let's just try and build. If I have one, I'm trying to get to the draft. That's all I'm trying to do. If, if I have Trey Young, if I have Luca, when I had just uh, if I had just Jason Tatum and not Jalen Brown, if I'm um. Who else has just one star? If I if I'm the Thunder, if I'm, I don't even know. Kings. If I'm the if I'm yeah if I'm, say De'Aaron Fox. I, I guess De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, like I mean they got Tyrese Halliburton. You want the draft? If I'm these teams who has one guaranteed, I want the draft. That's all I want. Everyone else, like if, with these young guys, like what, let's 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 spend our money on veterans, sell high on them, make them look good. They're carrying these young teams, sell high on them, make them look good, get more draft picks. Once I get that too, if I have that duo. We're chilling. I don't, I don't care. I don't care how many games we win. I don't care how, what pick we get. I don't care anything else. We have two, and I want these two are going to get all the media I can possibly pump into them. I'm I'm becoming the Celtics right here. I have my two. I'm going to blast them into being an all-star. No matter what, even if you think Jalen Martin isn't that good, I am going to make the media think he is a good defensive player. Whether not just Jalen Brown, but like whoever my two is with Lamelo, I'm making sure both of them are seen as. I'm making sure one's a good offensive player, one's a good defense player. Making sure their duo looks amazing. Once I have that, then I'm like, oh, um, oh wait, is that is that Giannis coming up for free agency? Oh, we have two players. How about you come be our third and you can be our number one guy? Or end up in like an Anthony Davis situation where you have young guys, like, and you're like, okay, Lamelo is. 
maybe maybe he turns into a transformational star mm-hmm. and you're okay with trading whoever you're everyone else is mm-hmm. or your your second guy who's good and then end up trading for an Anthony Davis type deal. I think 100%. I think somebody that I would get if I'm them or just try to I don't obviously they don't have the money to at this point, but if you could go out and just get John Collins in this restricted free agency, I think he'd be a great fit with LaMelo. Maybe. I mean, could you could play him at He's, four or five. And, that, and that's that. That's that age quality. Though. That's like you. That's, like, that's why like I'm bringing three him years up, back. Sure. Like, and like, it's just it's honestly like to the, like that exact formula for me is like so obvious. Like, because once you have that two, like you can't tank. Because then it's like whether that second guy came through the draft or you just happen to steal him off free agency. Like the the uh, Mavericks are kind of in this with like with Luca and Porzingis. Like they're kind of just too good to tank in my eyes. Like obviously they don't have a great record this season. I mean they're eighth, but like you're just too, a little too good to tank. But you're also like not there. So it's like you're you're one you tank. Like you're just like okay he's a superstar. You're literally gonna be the Hornets currently, or the Hornets are actually in the playoffs. So it's kind of hard to say, but like. You know what I mean? Like, you tank, he's your number one. Your number two has to come to the draft or a steal from a draft prior. And then your third is literally just like, yo, who wants to come win? We're ready to go. For and sure. that third can be older. I mean, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that, that third guy can. You you just can't have that number two be an older guy to me. That's the thing. Like, he has to be. He can be, like, at most, like, three years older. You're just going to cut your, like, your window down so much if he's too old. Like if you if you're, that's why I'm so worried. Like and you're saying like keeping like Gordon Hayward, like he's almost hurting me. I want the picks. Like I I just want my picks. Like if I can trade Gordon Hayward to like the the Warriors or something and get like one pick, it's probably worth more than one pick. But like come on, if I know if I think the, if I get that Timberwolves pick, well here's what here's what I would I a player that I would want to get if I'm a young team and I think he could become available. Carl Anthony Towns. I, I don't know Perfect. if he'd fit with the Warriors, or I mean, not the Warriors, but the Hornets, um, because LaMelo's an offensive he's player. He's also defensive. And then, or he's also offensive, I mean, sorry. Cat is an offensive player, doesn't really, he's not, he doesn't fit that defensive mold. Yeah, you can fill in the rest of the team around him, but that's what, the, the Timberwolves could have had this. And he, Timberwolves could have had freaking LaMelo and Cat. And, and he's also in that perfect age genre, 25, LaMelo's 19. Yeah. Yeah, 19. 19. I don't know, know if he turned 21 already. So, Lamelo's 20 or 19 or whatever. Cat's 25. Also been in the league just long enough. So, then he also could be your veteran in that sense. So, then you're, you're third. Well, see, you'd, you'd trade for him. You, this, this is the way you do it. You have your star. Like, either, either you drafted him, you got him early like Shea. You draft someone or you trade for someone. Mm-hmm. And then that third guy, you normally sign them or trade for them. Got to be free agency. One one of the two. If you it's, it's, if you oh, draft the two for free agency, or you do exactly like the Bucks did, and you be like, all right, here's all our picks. We're gonna be good now. Okay, so say we have Lamelo. That this is just we're gonna go this way. We have Lamelo. Let's trade for Cat. Start building something. Then we go get that free agent. Mm-hmm. Or and that that's exactly that middle situation where you're like, okay, well, I don't care if we win. We're just making our two amazing. And see, that's the that's the Mavericks are in that same situation I just said. They mm-hmm. drafted Luca, traded for Kristaps. Now mm-hmm. they have to hope that third guy, hopefully he's like a second option, lets Kristaps be the third option. Mm-hmm. You have to hope he comes in free agency. You don't have the picks to trade again. Exactly. 
And that, but that's with your, your problem. Team being so good, it's easier to get these guys. Because then, like, let's say, like, a, and you have that generational C, talent. Yeah, to like, like a CJ come on. or something, or let's say, like, Jason Tatum goes to resign or something. You're like, oh, hey, uh, you could resign, or uh, we're kind of good if you want to come play. And you, you could literally be our second option. Honestly, you could, I mean, yeah, KD and them are all on long deals, but KD, you want to come play with Luca? Heck yeah, exactly. dude. And then that's why, like, getting to that two, you just need that. You need those two. If, like, one's amazing, whatever, that second one is your piece. Whether, like, obviously you're not there ready to go, but that second piece tells the whole league, like, oh, uh, like you're saying, like, oh, KD, you want to come play? Oh, uh, by the way, we got KD. You want anyone else want to come play? We want, then you're in, then you're in your veteran, veteran minimum menu. Like, you're, you're trying to buy people right there. Definitely. I, I think, there's so many ways you could build around, but yeah, you got to get those two foundational pieces. Also, One, also perfect. He's a big guard too. Yeah, for sure. You could put him at any position. Basically, say you don't make the playoffs right now. You're currently slated to make the playoffs. Say you don't make it, you luck out in the lottery, or you just get a steal in the draft. I mean, you it, could do it, that too. Yeah, it's all. I mean, you could find a Giannis in the draft. Not hard. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's hard, but. Like, you could luck out and get somebody at 15. Like, like the freaking Spurs. They had Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Monty Ginelli. Yeah, they were ending, they were getting to the end of their career. But they were like, 15th pick? The, oh, the Pacers want to draft Kawhi? We'll give you George Hill, who's a great player, kind of kind of like 26-ish. But take him. We'll take the 15th pick. We... We think Kawhi would be a good fit on this team. Mm-hmm. Turns out to be a superstar. Yeah. I mean, it takes a lot of luck, but being in a pro league, you gotta be you gotta be lucky. Yeah. You you can't you can't build everything. The Thunder built everything. Yes, they got lucky and got their picks. They built everything. They had three future MVPs on their team. Mm. Luck just ran out. Mm-hmm. I mean, injuries came, trades happened, Kevin Durant left. All these Everyone's things happen. In their prime you at weren't the same lucky time. enough. Yeah, like you didn't luck out and have go to go towards it at the other end of the spectrum. Say KD, Russ, and Harden, or Harden's traded. KD and Russ, they stay healthy that 2013 season. They were projected to win the title. Mm-hmm. 60 I mean, you, wins, you 22 blow losses, three one. And then no, that was 2016. 20 in 2013 when. Westbrook, when Patrick Beverly tore Westbrook's meniscus. Mm -hmm. Say Westbrook doesn't get injured. Say Dwayne Wade gets injured. Mm -hmm. Westbrook, KD, and them go to the finals. They play an injury-riddled Heat team. Boom. That's a win. Luck just wasn't on their Mm -hmm. side. And that's what you... You just have to be lucky in these pro leagues. Mm -hmm. You have to... I mean, getting Tom Brady, that's lucky. Or getting Tom Brady, that's not lucky. Him turning into the greatest player of all time, that's lucky. Mm-hmm. That it's You can't, like, yeah, you can draft number one overall every single year, but if you don't get the right player, you, you screw yourself. Or you could even be the Colts, and you could draft Andrew Luck number one. He is the best quarterback in the league, and then he just he eh, retires. I'm done. He's just done. And it can happen. Anything, anything can happen. That's, that's the NBA's mantra. But then you could just drive Kate Cunningham and then you just win the league. So it's whatever. Yeah. Just moral of the story, answer to all these questions, Cade Cunningham. Number one. 
Also, no, also no, just, if, just Cade Cunningham. Also, if uh, Oklahoma State's not in your Final Four, I'm sorry for your bracket. That's all I got. Yeah, definitely. March Madness, right around the corner. Let's see what happens. Later.